Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, sucker? Grab a cinder scratch, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder scratch, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a cinder scratch, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back and prepare to laugh. It's Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 379 of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. I'm most always, I'm Tyler. And joining me with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Yo, Tyler, man, I'm doing freaking fantastic. Oh, the work week, you know, the work week in of itself was fine. I got a lot of stuff done at work, so I feel good. My day's off, you know, sometimes I struggle to know what I wanted to do, but my day started off early, went ahead, and I started playing more of the game that I was talking about last week, Street Fighter V, and Hmm. when we get into what we've been playing and stuff, I'll tell you a little bit more, because I played a couple things this week, but... uh, Otherwise, things are going fine as normal. I'm working. I'm making my money. I'm going to be paying my bills. Soon I'm going to be submitting my first car payment, so it's going to be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> nice. Very cool, man. So what's up with you? Oh, it's been a, uh, I was telling you before the show, been a bit of an adventurous week with uh, we had the, the uh, I believe it's called like a Derrico storm. I call it the Derrico. I've heard like five different pronounce, pronunciations of it. The Derrico storm. Yeah. That's exactly why you know exactly where I was going with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just think of, I've just been thinking of Chris Jericho and the wrestler, dude. Every time I hear you know, Jericho, you know what's, her- what's hilarious, man? I a couple nights ago, I decided to watch like uh, a stream on uh, Twitch. Right, some mm-hmm. dude is streaming these entire WCW pay per views. Right, and okay. uh, after you get done with my introduction, uh, after you get done with your introduction and stuff, <laughs> introduction. <laughs> you know how my mind's going tonight yeah. I'm going to get you a little bit of a review Of uh, a wrestling pay-per-view <laughs> Oh boy, I cannot wait Yeah, I, um, I'll, I'll say what I was going to say When you when you get to that But um, I had that going on So we were without power for a couple of days uh, Internet for a few days But you know, we're definitely one of the lucky ones Just lost some food But uh, people out there definitely got hit a lot harder than us But uh, crazy, crazy fucking uh, storm Just like 100 mile per hour wind Hit uh, hit here in Iowa. And Illinois got hit pretty hard too, um, but uh, that you know that's pretty crazy. Uh, on top of that, though, uh, some good news. Uh, we are yeah. now a, a Brita household. Um, I don't know if you know what this is, Gables, but it's it's life changing for me. Yeah, you know what the you know what the Brita little like water jug things are. Yeah, with the with the with the filter in them. Uh huh. I got. I mean, we. I I've talked about it before. I am an avid drinker of water. Like I I like I like to get like six or eight water bottles in a day. Um, and here at this apartment, we always like talk about like it sucks. There's no like recycling here. Cause like, uh, like, you know, past places like, Oh, we were really big on like recycling and shit like that. So it's like, it sucks. We don't have like at this apartment, we don't have no way of recycling. It's like, and on top of that, like half of the garbage we throw away is water bottles on top of that. So I was like, I, I heard people talking about the Brita got it. It's fucking life changing Gables. I love it so much. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to get a second one. Um, cause I have like a big glass like, to put my water in and, like it fills up like two thirds of that goddamn thing, but it's a, it's a, it's a life changing experience. I wish I would done this a long time ago. Plus, save so much Jesus money. Christ. I probably we probably spend ten dollars a week on just water bottles, Dude, just like buying the thirty two packs. Those Brita bottles are 
freaking amazing. Not just like yeah. the whole like uh not just because of the whole like filters and everything else like that. I mean, hell, I use a water bottle with a Brita filter in it, which mm. reminds me I need to change mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah it's, it's awesome. I know they had water bottles too. Uh, cause it's like this thing's perfect. I really, I really wanted to get the, this big, huge one, but we don't have a room in our fridge. But then I showed, like, I was watching videos and people just like things about it. People like put it on their counter. I'm like, I want my, I like my water cold, you know? Fuck. And, uh, but I got, the, so it was only like 20 bucks. But yeah, you got to buy like, a filter like every like three months. And I was just like, all right, I'm just going to get a second one. And then the filter is like three bucks. But oh, God damn, it's so good. I love it. I, I drink like two of those damn things a day. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. I wish it would. By a long time, it would save so much money, and plastic is obviously as well. But uh, yeah, you know, doing all, uh, doing okay with all that. But Gables, I am a weak, weak man. I've been saying <laughs> it off and on for months. Oh. I'm not going to do it. I'm gonna. I'm not going to do it. I won't oh. do it. There's no point in me doing it. It's so stupid okay. to do it. I pre-ordered Madden Gables. <laughs> <laughs> I did Why would you yeah. pre-order a game which you know you're going to buy day one? <laughs> I, well, I well, no, I pre-ordered it, but like I, I've been saying forever, I'm like I'm not gonna buy it because the new console's coming out, and they're not being very like open about like the game, like everything they said about the game, like there was like they put like this uh, like thing out like a month ago about like the updates coming, and, like plans for Madden 21 and 22, and it's like all the good shit sounds like it's a Madden 22, which which is next year's. And I'm like, all right, cool. You're gonna add constant updates, and plus they don't, they're not really being open, like exactly about what you can transfer over for saves on this thing. So like, I play the offline franchise, so I'm like, am I going to be able to like bring my franchise to the PS5 when I get one? That's a good question. And I'll tell you what, yeah. man, you dodged a bullet because historically Madden, when it comes to a console launch, has been kind of abysmal. Mm-hmm. Let's think of the 360 PS3 launch, not not too good with that Madden version on that those systems. Yeah, on no, the PS4 and Xbox One, hell. Those, especially with the fucking Xbox One version that had Adrian Peterson on the cover of it, I remember yeah. playing that game years later, and my god, the fucking AI is so terrible in that version, and that was a console launch exclusive, yeah, well, that, I think it was, for that Yeah, well, that was, that was, well, because it was like Barry Sanders, I think, was on the 360 version, but Adrian Peterson was on the, the, the new next the generation. Xbox One. The yeah. Xbox One and PS4 edition, yeah. Because I remember, I, that was the one I didn't buy, I didn't buy at launch because I waited until, um, uh, I got my PS4. And what I'm like, saying, oh, Tyler. What I'm saying, Tyler, is you. Do- I think you dodged a bullet not getting the PS5 version of Madden this year with the PS5's launch. I think yeah. you did the smart thing because next year you're going to have all these features on that system. Yeah, but I mean, if it, if, it, if I get a, if I'm lucky, to get a PS5 at launch yeah. or shortly after, I can get I get the upgrade. But I, I hope it's, if it's not terrible, if anything, I could just play the PS4 version because um, I don't know if it's like a real. I don't know. They're, they're, it's very weird about it's a free update at least i don't have to pay for it twice that was kind of like my final argument and then they announced like like people like in the madden community have like figured out a few years ago like whatever they like fifa is like it's bigger than madden obviously it's bigger world like madden's bigger here than america but worldwide fifa is way bigger but like whatever they do in fifa they do the next year in madden so like fifa added the ultimate team stuff the next year madden got it fifa added the storyline mode next year madden got it and so and then last year they added the fifa added like the their like like street like they're you know the street mode kind of like nfl nba street kind of shit they had uh, that last year so everybody's like okay there's gonna be a uh, like a nfl street type thing um in madden this year and that's like like i've been waiting forever i'm like okay when when like it's coming i know it's coming but it's been weird because we didn't have like usually at ea play we actually get some gameplay and like they talk about it 
um, like usually at E3 and we have a general idea, but, but you, but it's obviously been a weird year, but it's like, we still haven't, we've seen very little gameplay for this game. I've went on their YouTube, the Madden, like official, like YouTube channel. There's like three videos up of this year's Madden. And like, there's like combined two minutes of gameplay among these three videos. Oh, and God. they finally put a trailer out for, it's called the yard, which is like their backyard football thing. So I'm uh-huh. like, that was kind of like, all right, I guess I got to get it. So, and plus like, I'm in that, you know, like I've, desperately miss football like courtney even like the other day like i've been constantly watching like uh like youtube videos of like you know dude like like best moments like crazy catches shit like that so she's like you miss football don't you i'm like so bad so bad god you think you miss football holy shit ever since this year has started all the sports stuff has gone under wraps my dad has been watching non-stop <sighs> football games on the fucking nfl network for like yeah. over the past 20 fucking years in regards yeah. to 20 years worth of games i'm saying in the last couple months yeah, I'm talking oh. about last season. This and, and I feel what you're going through, man. I miss watching football too, but it's like, yeah, eh, I, oh I think God. it's harder this year because we you know obviously everything going on. We didn't have baseball or basketball for we had really literally no sports for like three months. So it's I like, know. there was always like at least like I, I get really into like basketball, especially I always pay attention to it, but then I get really into it right around the playoff time and Dude, I watch it like, of, crazy. But like, so. But, like, speaking of baseball and stuff, I think what they're playing, like, 60 games or so this year. Mm-hmm. Dude. It's like 60 got, games in 80, 70 days or something like that. I'm going to tell you this, man. It's like, I'm excited right now as an Oakland A's fan because they are doing pretty damn good so far starting off. They, are like, have the best record in the American League right now. Which, yeah. at this point, it's like, what, 15, 16 wins or something. But they played, yeah. the, the teams have played, like, about 20 games now. So it's like a yeah. good chunk of it's done already. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, unfortunately, the, like, fucking, like, the Marlins are, like, They've, like, you know, half their team got, three quarters of their team got COVID the first weekend. Oh, my so God. That's I know. That's, that's so like, fucking crazy. I mean, here's my thing. is like, like, people are like, I hear people talking about, like, ooh, NBA's, they're doing so well. NHL's doing so well. MLS's doing so well. And you, like, look at all these other countries. Like, they have fans in the stand, in the stands, yeah. like, right now watching games in other countries. And, like, Japan, like, New Japan Pro Wrestling has fans in the stands again yeah. watching pro wrestling. And it's like... People bitch about it. But I'm like, you know what? Those fuckers deserve it. Like they did, they did the work. They, you know, like they're better now. Like it's not fixed. Obviously, there's COVID still bad, but it's like they deserve. Like they, they put the work in. We just sat at home for six weeks and like, all right, guys, summer's here. We're going back outside, and it's like we're fucked. So it's like you know, we, we did, <laughs> we did this tour. Like people are like bitch about like I'm crushed because I'm I'm a huge Iowa Hawkeye fan. Obviously, like we don't have any pro like sports anything. Like we had, we had Iowa Barstormers in uh, AFL and shit for years, and then that's gone. We Kurt Warner for like five years. That was pretty awesome. But then like we had the Memphis Grizzlies G League team, and like and we have the Iowa we have the Iowa Cubs, which is the AAA team for uh, um, uh, the, the the Chicago Cubs. And it's like that's what we have. We are like we're like the capital. Like Des Moines is like the capital of the world for like minor league teams, pretty much. Ah. And uh, so it's like. You know, having Iowa you know, supporting an Iowa like that's our big thing. It's like I don't know. It's just crushing to hear that there's gonna be no college football this year. But, I mean, we might get a spring one, but it's like I don't know. It, it's crushing. A lot of people are pissed off about it. You know, Trump's pissed off about it. But it's just like we don't. <laughs> you know, it sucks, but we don't deserve it. And it's like you know, like you can make the argument like you don't feel like as bad or you don't only really, you know or anything like that for these pro athletes because they're making a lot of money to go do this and they have the right not to go do it true and yeah those they college kids to opt out of their contracts you know for yeah they can opt the out season. this year yeah and it's like you know they, they they're okay with it but it's like 
those kids are like that's free labor it's like you can't oh force God. these kids to go to fucking go sit on a campus with and you know for for eight for six months also go to school with potentially tens of thousands of other kids and yeah i don't know it's the whole thing's nuts but i don't know i long long story short is like i pre-order madden uh i miss football so that, i mean i think that's what got got me is like so more than anything it's like i just miss football and then like you're reading about you know it's 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 always the roster updates more than anything it's just like oh man i can't wait to see fucking you know joy uh joe burrow on the Bengals or no, it'd be, oh, it'd be awesome to see, you know, fucking Tom Brady with the Bucks and shit like that. So it's like more so than anything. It's just like that's what gets me. And I'm sure a lot of people is just those, those free updates. But anyways, you were talking about you. Uh, you wanted to review a WCW pay-per-view. Please, God, tell me it's like like fucking 2000 WCW. Oh, no. Oh, no. It may not be 2000 WCW, but I'll tell you what. This pay-per-view that I watched is definitely in the conversation of one of the worst pay-per-views WCW has ever put out. And the one I'm talking about actually was held inside of uh, Iowa. Oh, Cedar Rapids. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's the NWO one, right? Exactly, dude. What this one is, it was January 25th, 1997 in Cedar Rapids, Iowa in the Five Seasons Center. Attendance was 5,120. Thank you, Wikipedia, for telling me that. (laughs) And the title of the event is Sold Out. NWO Sold Out, 1997. Now, I'll tell you what, there is a lot of interesting stuff I can say about this show. And to be perfectly honest, and to be perfectly honest, there's a reason why many fans of WCW, including myself, consider this one of the worst pay-per-views that WCW ever put out because of the consistency of the matches, the whole, the whole like, uh, rigmarole of, like, Miss NWO, which, honestly, those segments inside that entire pay-per-view, in my honest opinion went on for way too long than they were supposed to. The women that got for the event were locals oh, yes. around Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And they looked like there was a whole bunch of biker moms that looked like. Like, I kid you not, one was actually like inside of her 70s at that point. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it was, was like it's bad. It, it was definitely bad. And what was what was worse is that they got this they got this band, right, to play the they got this band to play this event, right? And they were doing like the background music while this one dude that was hosting the event this was his first time hosting an event for WCW, and it ended up during the, being his last because the dude was horrible as a host. I mean, mm-hmm. he tried doing like all sorts of risque jokes and stuff with the ladies, but the ladies just either repeated what other contestants said. You know, it was ill-planned to say the least. But what made it worse is like this band—I forget the name of the band, right—but the music they were singing was so horrendous in regards to what they were trying to cover and stuff. That uh, they kept, there's this one song I remember clearly that was so repetitive, so bad. The lead singer kept chanting NWO like New World Order over and over and over again. (laughs) And one of the things about terrible, and I kid you not, terrible songs is if you have to repeat one word or one phrase or one syllable over and over and over again for about a good solid minute... Chances are that's not going to be that good of a song, <laughs> or very you, good to listen you're telling to. Tell me, put another dime in the jukebox, baby. Is not a good song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad that I don't even know which one you're talking about. <laughs> put another, you don't know that's the, put another dime in the jukebox, baby. I love rock and roll. See, that was so oh. good. We're gonna get claimed on YouTube now. But like, that's literally the only lyrics to that fucking song. I hate it. Well, since it's not even over a minute, we should be good. <laughs> well, now I'm going to sing the whole fucking song. So I'm going to go oh, look God, the lyrics no. right now. 
All right. So to get into the matchups, match number one was a wrestler that came from New Japan and actually was one of the newest members of the NWO at the time was Masahiro Chono. Fantastic performer. He had a matchup against Chris Jericho. Now, Chris Jericho, Lionheart, he was still wrestling as a face at this point before his whole heel turn and stuff. Later on, I think in 97. Now, the thing about this match was it was it was not one of the best performances by either performer. I mean, two are fantastic workers, without a shadow of a doubt, in my opinion. However, the performance they put on in, during this match, I felt was kind of stiff, kind of like not well rehearsed in some regards and stuff. There was a couple of spots in the match where I kind of felt like that uh, they overperformed in some range and scenarios and stuff, but uh, overall, this match lasted for like 11 minutes and 8 seconds, which honestly, for an opener and stuff, it was one of the longer matches of that night, but I'll tell you what, <laughs> there was a lot of long matches inside here that went on for way too long. Case in point, the next matchup was Big Bubba Rogers who was what? Uh, I'm sorry I'm looking at the Wikipedia page of the matches and I'm, I'm loving what match number two you're going to talk about it but I'm just so excited to hear what the stipulation of this match is go ahead well here we have Big Bubba Rogers in WCW who was known as the Big Boss Man inside WWF Ray Trailer mm-hmm. against Hugh Morris Bill DeMott he was inside of the like the Dungeon of Doom stable at this point, towards the dying end of that faction's days. He was with Jimmy Hart. Now, what's interesting inside of this match, the stipulations in this match, at first I could not understand why in the hell are they in a Mexican death match? <laughs> it's the and best. The t- they're in a Mexican death match, and two, nobody, even the commentators, Knew what the fuck a Mexican death match was. I just love the fact that it's like two white dudes from the like the fucking mid. We got well, fucking from the south. We got big boss man from Georgia. Well, and... there is a reason why that uh, this was the match that it was because originally it was supposed to be, I believe, it was Conan versus either Hugh Morris or Big Bubba Rogers. But he was held up because he had to. Def- he had matches inside of Mexico at the time. So K Dog had was supposed to be inside of this matchup, and that was supposed to be him inside of one of the slots inside of this Mexican death match. So the matchup in and of itself was nine minutes and three seconds. There were some horrible spots. One was when, like Bossman was trying to handcuff Hugh Morris, and Hugh Morris was supposed to go through and uh, reverse it on him and cuff Big Bossman. But he didn't get the cuff all the way on, and so you see Boss Man holding onto the ropes, like pretending that he's locked inside the handcuffs. But it's clear you see the camera view points at the freaking rope, and he's not even locked, and he's literally pretending that he's like uh, locked in the handcuffs while Hugh Morris is going to go through and hit him a couple times. <laughs> that was one. But one of my favorite things, actually, one of my favorite things about this entire match was towards the end of it. Now. Leading up to the final part of this match, Hugh Morris hit the No Laughing Matter, his big old moonsault, this big 300-pound guy doing the friggin' moonsault off the top onto uh, Boss Man. But once they went onto the outside, the ending of this match was very interesting. Boss Man's laying on the ground in front of the stairs, right? And I I think to myself, like, how the fuck is Hugh Morris going to go through and do a moonsault on the top of this fucking flight of stairs? So what does he do? He doesn't do a full moonsault, right? He goes, like, with a side moonsault. He literally turns, turns, pretends to flip, and he totally misses the freaking uh, thing on the ground because Bossman moves out of the way. 
And so what ends up happening is Bossman goes down the ramp, asks one of the ladies the, that are participants inside that Miss NWO thing, grabs a chopper, he starts riding it, and he fucking goes and uh, hits Hugh Morris, and he goes flying, <laughs> obviously, and that was the end of the matchup with him getting the win. All right. Now, at this point, Masashiro Chono versus Chris Jericho, that was an all right match. I kind of felt that in the styling of what it was, it, out of the five scale, I would have given that match a two out of five, really. It was, it was okay by the same point that both performers did not do it really as good. For the whole Big Bubba Rogers versus Hugh Morris, that was a fucking one-star match. I mean, I kid you not, there were so many missed opportunities inside of that match, and it looked sloppy <laughs> in a lot of different parts. But uh, another matchup, one thing I should mention on this entire pay-per-view, every single matchup on this card was refereed by Nick Patrick, yep. because he is he was the NWO's referee during that timeline. So, obviously, he's going to pay a lot of attention towards the members of the NWO and give them that whole heel type of things. At this point, he was doing things like counting, like doing his count slow, doing this and doing that. None was ever so prevalent with the whole Jeff Jarrett versus uh, M. Wall Street. Now, I take a look at the name M. Wall Street, and then I look at who actually pops out onto the freaking next. Now, this is IRS. Mike Rotunda from uh, WWF. This is back during the time where the NWO would toss in any type of wrestler inside of their stable starting out to make it seem like it was more menacing, more than the time. I mean, they had Ted DiBiase that they got in and stuff as the official booker or, like, the uh, people, person who funds things for the NWO. Then you had, like, guys like Big Bubba Rogers. You had the Giant at one point. All sorts of various random people added in Just Cause. Now, for Jeff Jarrett, he had this whole storyline thing where he wants he wanted to be a member of the Horsemen, but they did not want, it, want him to be inside the stable because, well, he didn't, he wasn't particularly liked by a lot of people, and... <laughs> that would later play a role inside the rest of the career of Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the backstage heat with him. But anyway, in this matchup, it was definitely one-sided. I mean, Jeff Jarrett tried to get a little bit of momentum and stuff, like uh, M. Wall Street would go through and just, like, do his do his jazz, do his thing and stuff like that, just beating the shit out of him and stuff. And Nick Patrick, obviously, playing heavy heel role inside this. Now, what's interesting is, inside the audience, you'll see these WCW wrestlers that came and watch. One of them was Mongo McMichael with his wife, Deborah, And, of course, Deborah had a lot of interest into Jeff Jarrett and stuff. So, the ending of this match is Deborah goes through and bothers her husband, like, Mongo McMichael so much that Mongo comes in with a briefcase. No explanation why the fuck he has a briefcase or why the hell he goes for and uses it on uh, Wall Street. What's hilarious is he's on the ring apron, right? While uh, Mike Rotunda is using a freaking abdominal stretch on Jeff Jarrett. He goes, hits Rotunda with the, like the briefcase. Rotunda comically just falls over like he just been shot. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, you know, overselling a bit. And then all of a sudden the referee, like Nick Patrick, looks at him and stuff like that. And Jeff Jarrett goes for the pin. He looks over at Mongo. He's just starts like, hey, man, if you don't count, I'll fucking hit you with this goddamn <laughs> like suitcase. He just gets fast counts and shit for the two, three. <laughs> so you had... Jeff Jarrett win against Wall Street. The other matchup I thought wasn't so bad was Buff Bagwell against Scotty Riggs. 
Fun fact, both of them are a part of a tag team that I absolutely love to just listen to their theme song from time to time because it was, it's so fucking hilarious. Especially when you pair it to, like, machismo 1980s movies like Top Gun, which I highly recommend any viewer that is listening right now. Stop what you're doing. Go on to YouTube. Open two tabs. One for the volleyball scene of Top Gun and the other for American Males theme song. And I'll tell you what. The combination of those two makes that thing magical. <laughs> just the whole blaring theme of American males. American males. American. That should just be the new intro to our, our podcast. <laughs> I'm going to do that now. That's going to happen now. But I'll tell you what, man. It's like Buff Bagwell, Scotty Riggs actually put on a decent match. I wouldn't have called it like a good match. I called it like maybe like an average Buff Bagwell match. So there were, there were plenty of interesting bumps, interesting interesting things. Both of them did some decent technical stuff, but obviously a lot of heel tactics went into effect for Scotty Riggs to lose. So that matchup lasted almost 14 minutes. The last match with Jeff Jarrett was like nine and a half almost. Now, the next match wasn't really much of like uh, really much of a factor because it went to a no comp like it went to a count out right because of outside interference. So Scott Norton versus Diamond Dallas Page, it was all right, but at the same time you had NWO members go through and just beat the shit out of Diamond Dallas Page, and do this and do that. Now the matchup that was one of the better ones of the entire night was the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott Steiner versus the Outsiders, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. What was interesting in this matchup, I felt that this was definitely the best, and this was probably the second best match of the night, because you had a whole bunch of good technical, like, uh, tag team wrestling going into effect, you had Scott and Rick Steiner doing, like, a lot of their double team moves and stuff clean, there was a lot of drama going inside the air, at one point, Nick Patrick gets knocked out of the ring, and, like, he's all, like, uh, you you know, he's all knocked out and shit, and then you have Scott Hall going for the pin. And the final thing in this match is like Scott Hall realizes that Nick Patrick's been knocked out, try to get him out. And all of a sudden it's like the Steiner brothers just like go ahead and knock out Hall and Nash. And all of a sudden out of the audience comes Randy Anderson, an old like a WCW pay-per-view, like WCW referee, right? And he's in his street clothes and he goes right here and he just asks him like, hey, you want me to count this thing? It's like, go ahead, count him. And it's like, and all of a sudden you just hear DiBiase and like a Bischoff over the fucking announce, unannounced like, uh, you know, for their announcement team, it's like, it's like, oh man, he's gonna be fired the next night, doing this and do that, you know, just playing through the whole heel role, so, with that, Steiner Brothers won against the Outsiders, claimed the Tag Team Championships, I thought that was a good match, I thought it was like a two and a half, really out of five, it went on, actually, it was the longest match of the night, and it was definitely one of the more rewarding ones, like 12.43, no, actually, no, it's 14.43, so almost 15 minutes, now, the next matchup is the best match of the entire night. We have this ladder match for the United States Heavyweight Championship between Eddie Guerrero as a challenger against Six Pac or Sean Waltman, who is the United States Heavyweight Championship uh, champion. What's interesting about this, one, they hyped it up. Like, obviously, like, uh, Bischoff and... Uh, DiBiase hyped it up for Six Pog. It's like, oh, he's one of the masters of, like, uh, the ladder match and stuff. Scott Hall taught him well. Do this and do that. To be perfectly honest, both Guerrero and Waltman, 
really had things well rehearsed. I really loved the flow and the style and the chemistry between these two inside of this matchup. At one point, I saw, like, uh, Eddie Guerrero go through and ride that ladder all the way down, like, hitting fucking six pock and all that other shit. It was definitely interesting. I thought the performance of Guerrero was really telling. This is this is face Eddie Guerrero before he went over, like, uh, doing his whole, like, uh, Eddie Guerrero is my favorite wrestler thing, that heel stuff. But I thought, for what it was, I actually gave that match a four out of five in terms of quality. For anyone, if oh, you... Wow. If you even want to go through and watch some of these matches for NWO Sold Out, the only match I feel like you should watch is Eddie Guerrero versus Six Pac. Good matchup, great going through story and stuff, and man, it definitely is definitely is my favorite match in that entire card. Now, what's not and was kind of disappointing? You have Hollywood Hogan against the Giant for the WCW Championship. Now, the Giant at the time was still with the New World Order. However, during the, the pay-per-view World War III, he won. He eliminated Lex Luger as the last person. You know, as to go on as the last person. So that entitled him to a matchup against Hollywood Hulk Hogan, the leader of his faction, inside of yeah, inside of this event of his choosing, inside of a event of his choosing. So he chose NWO sold out. That went to a no contest after about ten minutes, fifty-two seconds, and stuff. Because, obviously, everyone else is all beating each other and stuff. And the whole show ended with uh, the NWO, the faction rising tall, with all these members of, like, WCW getting beaten down and all their other shit. But I think one of the worst moments in that entire pay-per-view definitely was with the Miss NWO stuff. Like I said before, the segments went too long, and the person they chose, which is kind of hilarious, is, like, this was a woman that was obviously, like, inside of her 40s. (laughs) Well, and they... And, you know, Bischoff still defended a lot of his actions inside of the decisions that he did with his pay-per-view. Because he wanted to be, like, the anti, like, the counterculture thing for, like, all the things at the time, say, with WCW and this and that. Well, honestly, they tried and they failed hard with this. Now, I'll tell you what. The pros of this entire pay-per-view, you have the matchup with Eddie Guerrero and Six Pac. And, obviously, the Steiner Brothers. The Steiner Brothers was the Outsiders. With, honestly, I thought that the Bagwell-Riggs match was okay and stuff. But honestly, that those matches did not save this pay-per-view at all. It was boring. Mm-hmm. It was repetitive. The Miss NWO thing was very disappointing. And quite honestly, it's there is a reason why. And that was the reason why that no other pay-per-view was really structured after the NWO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they talk about that a lot. It's like That was like a, the first like kind of big mistake. Not big mistake, but the first mistake that led to like them kind of going out of business a few years later. Yeah, but overall, for the quality of the pay-per-view, out of the five stick, after, like, out of the five stay, like, god damn it, five scale, five star <laughs> scale, god damn, come on, my brain is getting fucking tired for some reason, out of the five star scale, I give it a, like, a one and a half out of five, it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> I just remember them, like, right, coming in on garbage trucks, that was always funny to me. Oh my god. Yeah. Those garbage trucks, man. That was actually one of the better things on that entire pay-per-view. Yeah, it was very weird. So who wants... Yeah, let's go to Cedar Rapids in fucking... What was it, February? It was January. It was oh, actually January, early yeah. January, like snow on the ground and everything. Yeah. Just like riding these dump trucks. Yeah. And there's this one scene where like six bucks like, Hey, look at me! And he just goes right there, just starts running behind a dump truck and just go hops back on. Yeah. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. 
fucking WCW. I do want to recommend though, if you guys haven't already, there's a really good book out there. I, I listened to the, I got the Audible thing because of Amazon Prime, and I got the, it's the Death of WCW by Brian Alvarez. I listened to that. Oh, it's cool. Like, it's like a 13 hour long, like if you do the book on tape thing, like I did, basically oh a podcast. Oh my god. I listened to that. Like it took me like six weeks to like get through, but uh, highly recommend it. They they do spend a decent amount of time, um, talking about that. Uh, that pay-per-view and that book so yeah <laughs> good times but um gables we need to do what we have do we um do you want to do games first or do you want to do news first i don't know what we want to do we hmm. film why don't we, we do film? games first and do you want to start with this one yeah sure i'll start uh so i played a couple games this week um well demo and a beta but i, I played some more fall guys that game is fucking so much fun um it's great because the games are only like five six minutes like you know it's just 60 people it's a ps plus game so if you haven't downloaded it fucking download it um but uh it's like 60 people in a match and you have like it's like a game show and you have to it's it's a battle royale essentially and it's just like wipe out the game show but like a good video game form of it where it's just like some are like uh like you have to jump from platform to platform, but they're like on like a balancing scale. So two people will get on the left side, like it slides down and shit like that. And then there's ones where like there's just like you know there's boulders rolling down, or you gotta like you gotta get to the end before uh, like there's like this jelly coming up. You can't get hit touched by the jelly, or you you oh. you, you get you're out basically. Uh, <laughs> and it takes up to five episodes, to like five games in a in a playthrough. But but the games only take like five six minutes. But it's and like it slowly like knocks people out as you go but it's such a blast it's so much fun like and it it's kind of got that mario party-esque feel to it like there's definitely some like a lot there's skill to it like i see a lot of people out there like 20 30 wins and shit like that and people i see people like posting because you get a you get a crown when you win and i see people out there like you know oh, i got i'm already at 30 plus wins or i'm at 50, 50 wins and i, I keep I, I keep getting into like like the final round a lot i'll get to like the uh-huh. last 10 or 5 and that and i haven't won yet but um, it's 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 definitely a blast. It's it's tough and like it's it's definitely like a game of luck because like it's so chaotic still and like kind of wonky like 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 the way things work that like you kind of get like sometimes it just feels like I don't know why all of a sudden like I got knocked over there but the other times I didn't get knocked over there. Um, but like I said, there's like that Marty Party S style to it where it's like you feel like at any point in time you can win. Like you never really feel like out of it. And like 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 I said, there's definitely I see people out there like they're fucking magicians at this fuck shit like they know all like they know shortcuts they know like they know like the strategies to get through these things right um but some of these some of these game modes some game modes are not fun like there's some team ones i don't like where like you you know there might be two or three teams and uh you know whoever's in last place at the end or as low score uh it gets knocked out that whole team gets knocked out and some of those can be frustrating because it's like i feel like i'm doing pretty decent like I, i'd actually like there's like a soccer one where, like you can jump and you can like hit the square button you do like a jump and you do like a dive kind of like in rocket league kind of thing and like there'll be two balls on, the, on this little court and you know who highest score after two minutes wins and like <clears throat> i've done a few of them i feel like i do pretty good like in the like rocket league i'm terrible at but i have fun i still have a blast playing it but this one i feel like i'm actually decent at like i'm pretty good at like defense and like i've scored a few goals doing it but like, like it's gonna be frustrating where it's like you sit there and see like it'd be five versus five and you're like what the fuck are you guys doing <laughs> you look over and there's four of them just standing by the goal and it's like zero zero and I had one that went overtime it went almost ten minutes <coughs> excuse me and I like I'm looking I'm like is someone gonna come like I'm out in the middle trying to like 
hit it back and play offense. And like, I'm like, we don't need four people to play defense. Like, someone come on and help me. Like, you need two to stay back because the ball is huge and you're going to get a little person. But um, I did actually the game-winning goal on that one, which is pretty cool. Like, because uh, like, like I said, I play, I play a lot of Rocket League and, like, I play with you guys a lot. And it's like a lot of people in talk ship and, like, Gables, like, you got, you like, you're fucking, like, really good at that game. You're, like, doing flips and fucking hitting. Like, I'm like, I'm just like, Run, driving around, running the shit, and like always missing the ball. Like, I'm lucky if I score one goal in like two hours of gameplay. So it's pretty, it's pretty exciting. I've, like I've, you know, but it's, it's just a blast. It's a fun game. Like you get like that like one more game kind of mentality where it's like you get so close and you keep going. And it's just even when you lose, you're not like you're still having fun. Um, <coughs> sorry, I have a tickle in my throat. But um, yeah, it's it's fun. I really enjoy it. It's it's been a blast. It's like I said, it's that. It's that Rocket League kind of game you're looking forward to, and especially like being PS Plus. I hope that like we get a game going here soon. And there's like level ups and stuff, and like it's kind of got the, like that Fortnite, the Battle Pass type thing, and everything. Uh-huh. It's, the Battle Pass is free as of right now, and it might be mm. not free later. But like you earn like experience points and kudos where you can buy new gear, and then like as you um, uh, level up, you get more gear and shit like that. But uh, I played a couple other things this week. I played the um, Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater One and Two demo. Uh, it came out on Friday, um, so it's it's only like a two minute. It's just a warehouse demo. It sucks that there's no goals or anything. It's just you just get a, a two minute trial in the in the in the warehouse, and um, it's been uh, it's fun. It's it definitely like I'm I'm happy because it feels like they nailed it in this where like they're going they're like hitting like what I want like I, like I, said, I mentioned like it sucks. The only way you can play this demo is if you download it or if you digitally uh, pre order it. Like if you do a physical pre order, you don't get a, a, a a demo for this unfortunately so i i was like i got pre-ordered it's only 40 bucks whatever if, if i don't like it i'll cancel it but i'm really liking it i i have i played like um i think like 10 times just fucking around in it and stuff like that like there's not a lot of replay obviously it's a demo so there's not a lot of replayability you can only play as tony hawk there's only like four songs in there but um i like like they definitely like the, the fact that one thing i really like is the fact that the the music keeps playing even after like the the two minutes is up because I was like mm-hmm. you get like you get like a song you really like, like all right but it's like you're midway through the song and your and your two minutes is up and it's like fuck and it's on the next <laughs> song I like that it continues to play through when you do retries you go back to the main menu it'll it'll and loading screens it just keeps it just keeps going and you can skip music and you can turn you can if you don't want to listen to those ones you can shut them off um, but it definitely feels like what you want from like a Tony Hawk nowadays like they've definitely um, done a great job in like bringing that to 2020 just in this demo at least uh but like i remember they had the tony hawk uh hd remake they made uh like like five six years ago no probably like 10 years ago at this point because it was 360 and it just it did it felt it just felt off it felt floaty it felt off just didn't feel right um and a lot of people felt that way it's like i don't, I don't like you, you guys like fuck this up i don't know how like you just hd tony hawk and you ruined it and it's just they these guys did a really great job with it so i'm i'm really really looking forward now to uh uh, that game it comes out September September fourth, and I played the beta of another game coming out September fourth. Uh, I I played the uh, Marvel's Avengers beta, um, so I, I I've been pretty eh on this game since like as, as I've since like last E three when they finally showed gameplay for it, and I don't love the I'm not a big games as a service guy like I'll get into some of them but I don't stick with them very long. I'll play the campaign I'll, I'll move on, um, but I was like if, just watching the gameplay for this doesn't really wasn't really doing it for me. But I, I played the first. Uh, few uh, like uh, like sections of this they give you the first few uh, battles and challenges they give you and I'm it's actually pretty good Gables I, I'm I'm liking it it's like 
Nice. I, I, I would be way more excited for this if it wasn't the insert games as a service thing and it wasn't like online always kind of thing. If it was, was just like a game, like I'd be I'd be way more excited for playing this. Uh, like this would probably be like this would be a for sure a game I'll buy at launch. I, I don't know how long the, the beta goes on for. I think it's just like I don't know if it's just the weekend or whatnot because like the game comes out in a couple weeks. But uh, I don't. Know. I think there's another beta next week that's just open for everybody. Um, but I just I pre-ordered this one, so uh, I, I pre-ordered it at GameStop. Put five bucks down, got a code, and so I'm like whatever, just check it out. And because uh, I heard a lot of good things actually from people talking about it, so I just wanted to play it. And so I'm liking it a lot. I like the like the story, like the characters and stuff like that. Like. I'm digging yeah. everything going on. Uh, I don't know if like that would be like I, I don't see foresee this being something I go back to all the time. But like I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm gonna. This might not be like a game I pick up for sixty bucks right away. But like I don't know. I'm like looking at this like um, like if there's like a, a sale for like forty thirty forty bucks between now and like extra life kind of thing. Like this could be a fun like game for me to uh, play on extra life. That's that's kind of what I'm looking at like pinning that as right now is like potentially that kind of thing. But I don't know. At the same time, I might just pick it up because I'm just like I'm looking at like the games list and like there's a lot of games I'm looking forward to the rest of the year that don't have dates. But I'm like, it's pretty barren uh, right now for like the games that do have dates. But uh, that's all I'm playing. So, but some pretty decent games this week. What, what about you? Well, let's see. I have been playing a little bit more Destiny 2 because I've been playing with some friends and stuff. But uh, my main point and my main goal was to elevate my light level to at least catching up to where they're at before I start doing all sorts of various like dailies or like weekly mission stuff i'm happy to report that i've went from 768 at the time to like about 986 and i actually did a lot of this boosting tonight and stuff before recording with a friend so i'm glad that i have that in of its in and of itself very happy about that but uh the game that i've been mostly playing for the past week has been street fighter 5 the story mode the general story mode i went through the entirety of it i really enjoyed it I mean, I kid you not. I mean, I was surprised by the quality of it. There was animated cutscenes. There was definitely a lot of surprise factors in terms of certain things of the story and stuff. I was actually invested inside this story in terms of the whole organization of Shadaloo. And it's like one of those typical action sort of like film sort of narratives and stuff where the Shadaloo, the Eagle or- the evil organization that, you know, has Bison, has Balrog, Vega, and a new Shadaloo operative called Fang or like Fang or something like that they are basically operating this uh, mission called Operation Chains where they have a whole bunch of operatives where they've gone through and inserted the psycho power of Bison into these like soldiers in order to like try to take over in terms of like the world and stuff but their main directive is to pretty much like annihilate a lot of the world through these different types of moons that uh, Shadaloo has created and that's orbiting over the earth placed upon like all sorts of various landmarks so you have you have these going around but the way they're activated is through their own computer and you need these seven chess pieces which one of their one of their men went through and betrayed him and stuff and sent them out to all these different fighters from around the world a lot of the various street fighters so obviously people like say Ryu Ken and Chun-Li got these type of pieces and whatsoever. But uh, there were a couple characters I really loved playing as inside the story mode. One of them was uh, Rashid of the Turbulent Wind. He was very cool. A lot of his actions and stuff was very fluid in regards to a lot of his control style. I really loved the way he does this, like the cyclone sort of 
maneuver where he just he just basically spins around like a tornado right and just like kicks and just you can just set him up to like a light punch light kick or whatsoever into this freaking uh tornado like attack or this big old side kick or whatsoever he has a lot of good aerial stuff as well i really love playing as him but i also love playing as all of the different characters inside of this general story mode you know in all because you were given the options of playing multiple different characters from like Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li. Some new characters say like Laura, who is like the sister of a previous Street Fighter character that used to be in a previous game. Then obviously Zangief. Zangief is one of those characters I loved playing as because he's a big old wrestler and stuff. The Rush, the Red Cyclone and stuff. Him and his apprentice like Rainbow Mika and all this other stuff. But what I loved most about this story mode is, like, a lot of the ending parts revolve around a character that I've loved playing as over the years, Charlie Nash. Now, Nash is one of the best friends of Guile, like, uh, from the original Street Fighter 2 and stuff. And so, basically, he's like this decoy that's like this doll or something. He died once by the hands of Bison, but now he's resurrected, and he has this freaking cool-ass, like, controls, like, this cool-ass gameplay and stuff to where it's so fun to just go through and just execute combos with him because he's all super serious, right? But he's doing all these various, like, somersault kicks and all these sonic booms that are so easy to execute without having to do a charge. Without doing, like, charge moves and all this other shit. Overall, I loved my time with the general story. The character stories. Originally, there was 16. I know that because I unlocked the trophy for completing all the original 16 but there is character stories for all 40 characters so far and i went through the entire week i decided hey you know what i'm gonna go through each character's story and i did that and they don't last too long they're either ranging from like three miniature chapters to around five at most so they really take like about 10 or 15 minutes they're not entirely difficult but it does give a backstory or even like what happens after the general story in that retrospect. And there were a few standouts. One of them got me laughing so hard, and this is the one with Honda. Edmund Honda from Street Fighter II, the the, the sumo wrestler. Pardon me. The sumo wrestler at his uh, bath, like, establishment, his bath business. What's kind of hilarious and stuff is, like, it it starts out where, like, uh, one of the Street Fighters does something, like, say they wanted to dry off or something inside the changing room, and all of a sudden Honda just goes, like, no, stop right there. And all of a sudden, it just goes into this matchup between, like, uh, Honda and, like, uh, one of the characters in and of itself. He beats them up, and all of a sudden, it's like, afterwards, the cutscene is like, oh, you know, instead of drying off the drying room, you gotta dry off in the shower, and all this other shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and they don't do this once. They did this three times in a row, and the last one's against Ryu. It's kind of hilarious, because Ryu is, like, meditating inside the fucking shower, and all of a sudden, it's like, just Honda just pops, and it's like, stop right there! And it's, and he beats him. It's like, no, don't train inside the shower. Relax. <laughs> it's so, it's so kooky. It's so wonky and funny that I really love that one in of itself. But there were some cool ones too, like uh, the character Cody, who's from the Final Fight series. You actually get to face off against different characters from that initial franchise, like Abigail and like Poison and stuff. Both those characters were later introduced inside Street Fighter V. Yeah, I really loved going back and like doing lots of various stuff, but also catching up with old characters I used to play as and stuff from the previous games was very fun. Like, say, Alex. Alex is also one of those wrestlers from, like, New York. His 
has a stage like a Street Fighter three, roughly. But uh, I did that. Plus, I did. I decided to just play a little bit more as Ryu. You know, try to train, doing the training mode stuff, doing this and that. I actually played a couple matches online, like casual matches. Obviously, it's going to take me a lot more time and effort to actually perfect and get good at one of those stuff, one of those matches. But uh, I also went through one of the arcade mode, the you know the arcade mode stuff I touched upon last week. I went through the entirety of the arcade modes from going from the original Street Fighter all the way up to Street Fighter Five with Ryu. I decided to go through on hard mode for the original Street Fighter. I did struggle with the first couple matches, but what's interesting was interesting. As the characters that I had selected, I had went through Birdie and Poison. Now, this is like the best of like uh, four matches in a row here, right? So I beat Birdie, Poison, and then for Ken and Sagat, I actually did both of those guys in one try. You know, with one try on hard. So I'm happy about that. Birdie and Poison were a little bit more, a little bit more complicated for me to try to go through, obviously. Still trying to learn a lot of the control styles from this game, even though I've probably put a good solid maybe 15 or 20 hours in this game now. I'm guessing. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I really love Street Fighter V. It's definitely worth it now, four years later, with all the content stuff. And I'm prepping myself for the next season, the last season of Street Fighter V, which comes out later on this year, and I'll work into next year around uh, 2021. Nice. <clears throat> well, very cool, man. I'm glad you're still getting that game. Um, definitely, I think listening to you and then playing Mortal Kombat Aftermath uh, last week, it's like I've been in that fighting game mood and I started like replaying Injustice 1 and 2. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Injustice, man. I, I, love, I beat the game like three times. I beat it really? on 360. I beat it like, in, in the past. I beat it like three times. I beat it on 360. I beat it again on PS4. But like I tried replaying it uh, a couple days ago. And like it was funny, it's like it shows you how long like it's like the fucking story mode is like an hour and a half long, and I got like thirty forty minutes into it, and like it runs like complete garbage and it looks terrible. <laughs> like it just reminds you how far because it was it was a like a early it was like an early two thousand thirteen game, so right before the new consoles came out, and then they ported it over later to the you know to like the next in two thousand fourteen to the new consoles. Man, I couldn't play. It was hurting my eyes. Like I was getting a headache. Dude. It just it dragged so bad. So I, I just jumped over to Injustice too. So I don't know what it is, but I've been on a funny game, like a fighting game kick over the past like uh, month. Not only did I go through a lot of Soul Calibur six, but it's like I went through Street Fighter five. I think it's partially due because I want to experience the remainder of the games I've had moderate interest in before the next generation. Yeah, but. Uh, I will say for Injustice 1 and stuff, to this day, I still have some of the rarest trophies I've ever earned while playing and going through the multiplayer online with that game. <laughs> wow. And that was uh, by accident. <laughs> yeah, no, that's nuts. Because that does... Yeah, the, the, the early uh, NetherRealm games, like, trophies were insane. Like, yes. I think I got, like, five, and I beat the game three times. So, um, But we need to move on to... We got uh, tons of news, some big news this week. Um Starting off, Gable's probably the biggest of gaming news, really of the year so far, outside of like the new consoles and shit, uh, is probably the big. I mean, easily the biggest. And there's been a lot of delays this year for games. This is probably the biggest with Halo Infinite being delayed to next year. There's not. We don't have a, a quarter. We don't have anything. We just have a year. 
um, of when it's happening. Uh, Chris Lee, who's the studio head, came out and said that, Today I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We have made the difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has an adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is a result of multiple factors that have contributed on development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship um, ship it this holiday. We know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share in that sentiment. The passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and, and inspiring. We wanted to nothing more than to play uh, one more. For, sorry, we wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. Next time will let us finish the critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans uh, expect. Um, so that was a studio from Chris Lee. Uh, and then uh, Phil Spencer, who was on a was scheduled already to be on a uh, the the I don't know if there's a Twitch.tv slash Gary Weta. He does the uh, animal talking, uh, like Tonight yes. Show style, like daily, like the you know like a, like Jay Leno Tonight Show style thing, where the Animal Crossing. And he's been getting like a lot of celebrities on. He's got like he got Ariana Grande on a couple weeks ago, I believe. Um, but he's been getting some big people, and uh, he had Phil Spencer on, who was already planned a couple weeks in advance. And the, the day before this came out and then Phil Spencer came out and talked about how and there was that rumor um, n- not too long after the showcase like the, the day after about how that the multiplayer probably wouldn't be out at launch and that was what he basically Phil Spencer came out and said that basically they could ship out they could ship out part of the game this year probably assuming the campaign but they didn't want to do that they didn't want to ship the game out in parts um, but I don't know give us I mean I, I was stunned when I heard this. Um, what was your thoughts when when this news came down? To be perfectly honest, I was actually kind of surprised as well, considering that if they wanted to launch their console this year, that was definitely the game that should have been nailed down at launch as a launch title. That definitely is going to hurt a lot of interest in terms of getting an Xbox Series X for a lot of people, especially at launch. But uh, at the same time, Man, this COVID stuff, I'm I believe that's playing a major role in why that game is being delayed until next year. But uh other than that, it's it did look sort of rough when it was first unveiled, of course. That later turned out to be like footage running on PC. It wasn't actually on Series X hardware. Which then again people did have like a bunch of uh did have a bunch of concerns and even with that and also the whole thing about ray tracing coming like out after launch and an update, it definitely has been rushed. It definitely is definitely like a rush job going into that extent. So to hear that they've delayed it, yeah, I'm disappointed by it. But at the same time, they really need to nail Halo Infinite if they want to keep on having people, you know, go through with their vision of what they are going to do with this game. So what they need to do, along with 343 Studios, is appeal to longtime Halo fans, put out a fantastic game. And if it's anything like Halo 5 Guardians, people are not going to go and pursue this game. Yeah. And so their best point, of, the best course of action for them at this point is to delay it till next year. I hate it, but at the same time, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's always that, you know, whenever you hear about 
a delay of a big game. You always go back to that Shigeru Miyamoto uh, line about good game is you know a, a, a game shipped on time is bad forever. A game delayed will eventually be good or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I was stunned. Well, like, like obviously, like it's it's good thing. You know, this is what's best, and especially I mean, we talked about like the Xbox showcase they had last month was maybe the biggest event they've they've had since the original Xbox reveal event. Um, and Halo Infinite is probably their most important game they'll ever ship since the original Halo game. Um, yep. and, and the big thing is they've, they've been selling it. I mean, part of the, I mean, the, part of the good thing with the way they've been like selling the, the building up the last few years is like they've been selling the service of Game Pass, not so much the boxes. Obviously, it's important to sell the boxes, but the Game Pass is the selling point of their boxes more so than anything. But um, I mean, you look at we talk about like we talk about the past and everybody talks about it, but it's like you know, Gears is like that used to be a big time thing. And then that's kind of fallen off. It's you know, it's still I think it's big to the fans, um, but it, and it's like you know, stuff like that, and maybe some Xbox fans. Show, but it's not like it's not big, it's the big the big thing that like you see like that used to be the big thing. Like, you see that everywhere uh, when those games are coming out. It was up there with like a Call of Duty. Like you could not escape those things like on TV or just the talk of, on there on on going on in the world. And you know that was it, now it's just like it's a big game event like that comes out. It's big for gamers and. The fans of the series it's not so much big for like the the, the audience of the, the the audience of video games are like uh people that casual fans the people that just play games don't they're not like us don't listen to podcasts i don't even know what's going on like and they just they just hear about oh there's a new xbox coming out this year or there's a new halo coming out this year like those guys like they, they've you know that's kind of gone away to the wayside same with halo and it's like halo is your mario halo is that's your big thing and it's like the last decade or so it's like halo has turned into just another franchise in your library and you know and when you don't have a lot in your library of big games you know um you don't you're not nintendo where you have 35 years of uh great characters and you've done a great job of treating them well and making a ton of games with you know mario zelda donkey kong whatever um you're treating them well and make sure that it's quality and you look at i mean what Halo Generations is it was like came or not, was Halo was it Halo what was it? Halo Guardian sorry, um, yeah. uh, that came out and it was just like it kind of came out came and went and I was like yeah it was good it was like you know it's like a solid eight game eight point five but there's right thirty or forty of those games that come out a year like you know double A or higher games that come out a year like that it's like Halo can't be that Halo's got to be like that generational game that's got to be like the game we talk about like uh, for the whole generation that's got to be like one of the games of the generation type of thing like it can't be that eight, the eight, eight point five game that just like we forget about, you know, two years later, it's like, ah, oh, man, that game was fun back then. That's it. Like we, you, you still hear people talk about like crazy stories about playing Halo or Halo Two or Halo Three, and it's like that, that's gone. It's you don't hear people talk about how great those are. Um, so they can't afford for this game to come out and be an eight. It's they, you know, like I, I made the joke about like Michael Huber always says like swimming in sevens from Easy Allies like. And that's kind of what game Game Pass has become. It's like you look at it. It's like there's some definitely there's, there's definitely you know higher ones than that. But it's like there's uh, most of those games are like looks like there's a lot of sevens in there. And there's nothing wrong with being sevens. Those are still good games. But it's like they're not like there's it's a quantity over quality type thing in there. Some a lot of times uh, we're like you know it's just like any other it's like Netflix Hulu. It's like we're gonna just throw a shit ton of stuff at you and something will stick. Uh, and every now and again you're gonna get some like really cool shit. Um, and you, know, you need. You need like this needs to be your selling point, and it's like, yeah, it's a bummer that once again, like, you know, like the Xbox Series X, like, 
more so than anything, the bigger thing about Series X was Halo. That was, I mean, I know they talk about Game Pass and like the service, but it's like that was the thing to get. And it's like now it's like you put all your eggs in this basket pretty much besides Game Pass. Uh, as like, and well, literally Halo being on Game Pass was like your, your big selling point. It's like now you lost Halo. And like I go on like, you know, Xbox, like when they posted the thing about um, Halo being delayed, they, we got a, we got a month now. We have official, it's going to be November when it comes out. But the th- big thing is here, Xbox Series X launches this November with thousands of games spanning four generations. It's like, we don't care by at this point about four generations. Like, yeah, backwards compatibility, people always say they want it, but for the most part, it's not like, yeah, we want it because we want to have those, we like options, you know, but it's like, that's not going to be the selling point. It's like, we have our own consoles. If we want to play them, we can play them. Um, but you look at like, you know, like you, we want to play the new stuff. Like when we're buying this stuff, as long as we're paying four five, $600 for these boxes, it's like, what's, what am I buying this for? What's the reason I'm buying this for? And it's like, there been like more than 50 new games planned this year across generations optimized for series X, including Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Dirt 5, Gears Tactics, Yakuza, Like a Dragon, Watch Dogs Legions. With smart delivery uh, to buy these games once to play the best versions on your console across generations. Um, they said new games developed for Xbox Series X, including The Median, Scorn, The Tetris Effect. Uh, more than 40 popular newly optimized to take full advantage of Xbox Series X. Destiny 2, which is a 3-year-old game. Force Horizon 4, 3-year-old game. Gears 5, year-old game. Or in the Will of Wisp, 8-month-old game. And that's that, that update's not even coming until later. And then Madden, NFL 21. Like, so you look at like what they're they're trying to sell here. It's like you got old games and third party games. Like you're, you're like is you're not is not you're something. And like I understand like they're in a shitty situation. If it's best case like, and I'm not trying to like bash him because I know PlayStation isn't much better or as much as we know because like like we both know they're no one's talking right now. Everybody's playing chicken, and it's fucking frustrating. But it's like we don't we know next to nothing about Miles Morales Spider Man. Like we don't know, we have no gameplay of it yet. We 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 got like a thirty second teaser, and that's all we got. For this <laughs> game that's coming out in a few months, um, and we obviously like we we thought everybody like it seems like we're gonna know something. I feel like we're gonna like by the time this podcast comes up, not too long after that, we'll probably hear something about uh, event going on. I feel like there's gonna be something this week or next week. I, I, there I has can't, to be something this week. It feels like something major. Yeah, I can't be I can't week. see them going much longer than the next two weeks. Um, I feel like one of them's got to pull the trigger this week, or at least make an announcement of they're pulling the trigger uh, soon. Um, I don't know. It's just it sucks. They're in a tough spot, and they you know like I said they've like they've been building towards this for two years. They 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 announced Halo Infinite two years ago E three over two years ago, and they've been building towards you know. That was their selling point for the new the new box, and it's like that, yep. that selling point's gone. So I don't know. It's I'm not mad so much. I'm just like I'm just like in a stunned state where it's like you know it's like I'm not like obviously I wasn't like super duper looking, like I'm like oh cool it's on Game Pass I'm gonna play it like I wouldn't I don't see myself buying Halo Infinite launch. I'm not that kind of guy, but yeah you know, I was like I have Game Pass and it's like that game kind of looks cool, um, but I don't know. It's just what a bummer, man. What a fucking bummer. But uh, I mean, obviously, you know, take your time on it. But it's it's a bummer. But I'm sure I'm sure no one's more upset or disappointed about it than uh, them at three, four, three industries. Um, but moving on here, Gables. So getting to Nintendo topics here, we have uh, this has happened today. Where this is Sunday night, obviously, as recording this. Um, there is a Skyward Sword uh, coming to uh, remake coming to Switch or remaster. Uh, so on the, uh, what was it? The, uh, who, what it was Amazon was it Amazon UK. I want to say, um, yes. Amazon UK posted, 
Uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword for the Switch. Uh, with mm. I mean, no real release date. It just says January 1st, 2030. That's just their placeholder date. That they do for everything. Um, but, I mean, that's the 35th anniversary is coming out. Or the next next year is the 35th anniversary of Zelda. Um, they, they, they just did a bunch of... Uh, 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 what was it called? They got the um, trademarks for... The Zelda 35th anniversary. They did the same thing last year for Mario, and they've done a lot of shit with Mario. They got like Monopoly stuff out there, the Lego stuff. They've done a lot of the um, fucking Universal Studios in Japan was that was then a part of the 35th anniversary thing. Obviously, with COVID, that's not happening. But um, yeah, so that's been posted up on the uh, Amazon UK store. I think it's gone now, but that came up. That went up there a few hours this morning. But, I mean, next year is, like I said, it's the 35th anniversary, and there was a big plan for having Mario. They were going to have all those games. You can, Do you think this is true, and do you, do you think this is, like, the like a part of a big plan for next year being a big year for Zelda? Well, I would only believe this if rumors are stated for the rest of this year this is going to be, like, the year for all these major Mario games being released as in a collection or form. Yeah. I feel like that a lot of the trademarks, you know, Mario 35, like Zelda 35 for next year and stuff, is due in large part probably to a lot of branding stuff, you yeah. know, in terms of maybe clothing, in terms of merchandise, whatsoever. We haven't seen anything yet in regards to game stuff officially announced. So for the whole Skyward Sword thing, I think it would be wishful thinking, and I do believe that it would perform better on the Switch in that regards, especially if the control style and stuff is not purely motion control base to be perfectly honest with you i only played a little bit of skyward sword maybe an hour at most i still own the game but at the same time i never went back to the game and i kind of i kind of have like a little bit of a sore spot about it because for both the games that were zelda games on the wii i didn't really go through and beat either one not even twilight princess Hmm. but uh i would be happy to see if this thing is real I'm taking this with a grain of salt because it's a listing on Amazon UK. It could be something as like, say, a placeholder in large bar, but I don't... Honestly, I'm not sure. That's the best thing I can really say. I want it to happen, but I'm not entirely sure about it. So, unless Nintendo goes through and actually is not tight-lipped about what they're going to be doing, either for the rest of this year or for early next year since it's been like a year since they're made last major Nintendo Direct. Yeah. I'm just going to keep this on the back burner as rumors. Yeah. Um, I I think it definitely is like, it's hard because like there's that wishful thinking in your head and you're trying to like convince, like your your head's like convincing you that it's happening kind of thing. You're trying to fight that. Um, and I, I'm with you. Like where I, I didn't even, like at this point, like I was, like I've talked about many times before, like I was fully off the Wii by like 2009. And uh, really close to like probably like late 2000s, like not too long after Galaxy Mario Galaxy came out. Like I was out of like that whole Dude, thing. Go I'll on. tell you what, I was out like about 2010 after I finished Metroid Other M, and mm. oh Jesus Christ, yeah. I yeah, that was the last major game I think I really beat on the Wii at yeah. that point. It's like I, I'd come back and I'd play like the Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and stuff like that, but like buying like it wasn't much. I think I bought like a handful of games after 2007 for that thing but um you know it's like there's definitely that like, that like you said there's that sore spot and like the zelda franchise where like i've beaten every zelda game since link to the past besides the the two ds ones and skyward sword like i, I played the two ds ones i didn't really care for them 
because I didn't like the touchscreen mechanics of it. And I, I obviously I hated the 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 Wiimote at that point. I was over like the motion control shit. So I'd be super happy for this if this is true. Like this is what I want. And going into like you look at 35th anniversary, it's like we know Breath of the Wild two is in development, and the rumor and a lot of, like it seemed like it was more it was more than a rumor but i mean obviously there's no confirmation on it, but it was like it's not i'm pretty sure like the hope was to have breath of the wild 2 out into this year but this is before covid even happened it's like ah, there's some issues it's, it's gonna be an early 2021 game but i could see them maybe like maybe we still get we get breath of the wild 2 as like i'd be awesome if we got like it was like march 3rd 2021 like the, the 40th anniversary of breath of the wild one yeah that'd be nice yeah if we got that happen but i could see them if anything like 31st anniversary like we're talking about like if COVID wouldn't happen maybe we got the big celebration of Mario we got we've already we might already had a couple or the the couple Mario games already or the we might already had a collection or something but like I could see them spreading out because we, we talk about like what, what's what do we have left from the Wii U that they don't have poured over and it's like the big ones are obviously Mario 3D World that we don't know of but then you look at yep. the rest it's it's the Wind Waker and the uh, Twilight Princess uh, remasters yeah so it's like you. There's three games right there. I mean, two for sure that probably are already done, or they can just do it. They could knock out at any time. But I, I would bet money they've already done it or are currently working on it. But it's like those are two games right there. Breath of the Wild's probably gonna happen this year. So like, if you don't have, I mean, I don't know. We don't know what's going on with the new with the next Pokemon. We don't know what's going on with the new Mario. Like we're definitely in like this reloading thing where they blew their wad in 2017 on all these great games. But we had some good ones since then. But like 2017 was like a big year, like one of the biggest years for. For a single console ever. It was the uh, biggest year for gaming of this generation. Oh, definitely. Maybe ever. But you look just Nintendo in general, though. Like, they, like they, every month they had a fucking big game. They had Mario Kart 8, uh, Breath of the Wild, ARMS, Splatoon 2, uh, fucking, I think, Bravely Default might have been in there. Uh, they had, you know, Mario Odyssey. They had, they, every month they had something big to come out. And, um, you know, like, those guys, I mean, it's been over three years now since those games have come out. So it's like, They've been working on some stuff, so I could see, you know, 2021 might be a really good year for them, uh, or in 2022, but, like, you look at, you could see, I could see them doing, like, maybe Breath of the Wild, like, you can make that, like, the big November game, or you can, or maybe March game, and then you could spread out those other three remasters throughout the year, and make a big celebration, like, every two months, three months, you get a, you get a fucking, you can do one in, in January, March, fucking do one in the summer, and then the, whatever the big one for fucking September or something like that. If you have something else, but I don't know. I like I said that like maybe that's wishful thinking. Me convincing myself, and I, I really like. I'm not really too interested in going back and playing. Like I bought Twilight Princess again on Wii on Wii U, and I've got like five six hours in that game. Like I beat it on the Wii when it came out. I was like I bought that at launch with the Wii, and I was just like I beat it, and I was just like yeah, it was, okay. it, was it was good, it was okay. But obviously that that first like six hours of that game was rough. But I was like. I don't know. I just kind of fell off after a little bit. Like, Wind Waker, still a great game. But I was like, I don't have too much interest in going back to those games. But, like, I definitely would be... I, I hope this is true just because I want to play uh, Skyward Sword. It'd be, it'd be great to finally get in and play that game. But moving on, Gables, to some bullshit news. Um, okay. So, Control, game that was on my list for top 10 games of the year last year. A lot of people's game of the year are, top, are close to game of the year. That, one of the nominees for, game, for the Game Awards and uh, but came you know came out last year. Really great game by Remedy. Um, I'm someone that bought. I, I think it was like 80 bucks. I paid for like the Ultimate Edition, or not the Ultimate Edition, but I bought like the 
the deluxe edition that came with like the season pass. Like I, I, I keep talking about like I bought it and I didn't realize I bought the season pass. So I, I must <laughs> be like, I, I don't remember buying it, but I, I bought it. But anyways, so the, there's a new uh, DLC coming out for this, the second, the, the end of the season pass with uh, the Alan Wake uh, DLC that comes out August 27th. But they announced uh, Remedy announced that there is a uh, Ultimate Edition coming out September twenty or I'm sorry August twenty seventh for Steam and on September tenth for Epic Game Store PS four and Xbox One um, that you can get digitally and it's it's the Control Ultimate Edition it comes with everything comes with um, the original game and all the DLC and the extra content but that is the only way for you to get the PS five and the Xbox Series X uh, edition for free. Or for, for free in parentheses there. Um, we've seen so many other games like doing the, the the smart delivery, like you know, a free. If you buy it on PS4, you can get the, or Xbox, you get the free upgrade to the next consoles. Uh, blah blah. Outside, like, we, we ragged on NBA 2K for you have to buy the hundred dollar edition to get you know to get the free upgrade. But this, I don't know, man. This really fucking irks me. Maybe it irks me because I I, I already paid dollars for this game last year. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I have too much interest in. I don't. I don't see myself playing it again on the new consoles. But it's like that game ran like garbage. Like that was the big reason. Like that game was really good, but it it technically was just it was it just did not perform well. Uh, I haven't played it since I beat it that first week that came out. But it maybe it's better now. But when I came out, I remember it was just chugged so fucking bad on on the PS4 Pro, um, and I just I don't know. It's just like. Finally, it's like they're gonna like, you know, maybe I'll run better on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. But it's just like, to like, for like the the people out there that that bought like already paid full price price for this bought season pass or bought the the deluxe edition. It's like, I don't know. This is like this game has been out for over a year, and now you're gonna make people pay forty dollars. I mean, I know it's cheaper. Like I went and looked online like right now. It's like if you want to get Control, it's thirty bucks. The season pass is I think twenty five. So it's fifty five bucks if you buy them separately right now. Or you get this ultimate edition for forty bucks in a month, but I don't know. It's just, it's like we've seen like the way things were. Even last generation was like you bought fucking Battlefield One or Call of Duty or Madden or whatever, and for ten dollars you can upgrade to PS4 and Xbox One. And it's like this, it's like this is so anti-consumer, so fucking like two generations ago think mindset and thinking. It just blows my mind that they're that this is happening. I don't know. What what do you think when you heard about this? To be perfectly honest with you, I understand where they're coming from in that regards, where they want people to pretty much pay full price in regards to their next iteration, you know, their next port to, like, the newer systems in that regards. But at the same time, honestly, it comes on the heels of everything else being, like, cross-buyable. Well, a lot of stuff being cross-buyable and this and that. Does it suck? Yes. Do I understand why they they are doing it? Yes. Yeah. But at the same time, it is fucking stupid. Yeah. It, you know, yeah, I mean, obviously we get it. It's money. I get that why they're doing that. You know, it's like, but it's just like, we ragged on 2K and everybody ragged on 2K so hard for a game that's coming out, that isn't out yet. That's coming out, I think, a month. And we ragged on that. I know it's a $100 edition, but it's like, we, we ragged on it because that game was like, you're basically forcing like your hardest, your biggest fans to buy the $100 edition if they're playing on yep. getting the new one or getting new consoles. But this one is just more egregious to me where it's like you're fucking over people for a game that came out over a year ago. Yep. More so. It's like you are like this isn't a game that isn't out yet. This is a game that's been out for it came out last August and it's like you're making 
them fucking pay more money if they wanted to gain other consoles. I, I don't know. I If you want to put it behind, you have to buy the deluxe edition or something like that. That's a little more bearable to live with. I'm fine with that. I, I said before, like, before they announced smart delivery and all that shit. Like, I'm fine paying. If I have to pay, if I bought Madden at launch on PS4 and then I got a PS5 and I had to pay a $10 upgrade to PS5, okay, I can live with that. I'm fine with that. That's totally fine because I know in past generations, you know, how it's been. Like, you, know, you got to buy it again for 60 bucks, And it's like, I don't know. It's just, I can't. That stunned me. I know it's not... What it sounds like it's not a remedy thing. It's a 505 games that owns the uh, rights to control for the next 20 for 20 years. Um, I think it's like till like 2037 or something. So it sounds like it's more of them doing. It. But it's like when you got fucking EA giving away FIFA and and Madden for free to people that bought it on the old consoles to the new consoles. It's like, uh, like how? It's like how does EA <laughs> look look like the good guys in this? Like that's stunning. <laughs> when you, you make a company like ea look good you know yeah. you fucked up yeah the people they've been voted two two-time winners of worst company in the world uh <laughs> like oh, you you look worse than them that's that good job good job out of you like the, wow i don't know it's just i can't I, I don't know i'm just stunned by that one uh maybe more stunned by this than uh if than the fucking halo um fucking being del- delayed that people are, are trying this shit but um Anyways, moving on to our very last topic, Gables. We have one of my favorite things to talk about every month. It is the MPDs for July. Um, yep. So I have the uh, top 20 list here. Um, pretty good pretty good month. Uh, and, oh, God, Gables. Do, uh, my, do my eyes dare deceive me? I don't see GTA 5 on this list. Holy crap. I think You are right, Tyler. I, I just now realize this. I wonder if it has to do with remember like what was it GTA Five they gave they gave a free copy to everybody on PS4 and you get like a million dollars every month in shark cards or whatever the fuck it's called. Huh. I wonder if that's why because that was like what everybody says like it was cheaper to buy GTA Five again with to get the because they always like you buy GTA Five you get so much shark card money the online currency money so people would like instead of buying the currency they just buy the game because it's cheaper and it came with the the money. So I wonder if that has to do with that. That's fucking nuts, though. Wow. This is weird. This is the first month in quite a long time, if ever, where since the game's launch, it's not in the NPDs. Yeah. I think I looked up uh, a few months ago because I was wondering that myself. Like, has it been on the, the NPDs every month, for the top 20 list, since uh, it came out? And there's been one month, and it was like the month before it came out on the on the PS4 and Xbox One, that it wasn't in the top 20 list. So one, this is the second time it's ever, it's never, it ever, since this game came out in, what was it, September 2013, I want to say? Yeah, it was September 2013, but yeah. you were saying this is before the game launched, right? Uh, yeah, so, well, um, yeah, so, what was it, when did it come out on PS4 and Xbox One? Um, oh boy, it came out, like, right around the beginning, I, I thought. I think it was, like, the next year, Xbox I'm gonna look it up because it was the month before it came out for those. Um, yeah, so it came out September 13th, um, September 17, 2013. Everywhere, uh, I can't find a release date on on that for the new consoles or the current consoles. But yeah, I mean, this so this is the second month in seven years 
that it has not been on the on the list. Wow, that might be the the we even got to the top twenty list. That might be the most stunning thing of this whole fucking thing. I thought like, oh, this is a good month. Oh wait, there's no GTA Five. Wow. Okay. That's something we didn't even realize before recording. You know, we yeah. we're looking at the NPD list, like brushing it off lightly, because I didn't even realize it wasn't on here, and you just until you said something. Yeah, I was just kind of <laughs> well, I was just kind of glancing at my list before I started. I started to read it off, and I'm like, I was like, oh, where's GTA? I was like, I was just thinking, okay, where's the usual suspects? There's Call of Duty. There's Smash Brothers, there's Mario Kart 8, blah, 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 so on and so forth. I'm like, wait, where's GTA 5? Wow, okay. Um, but anyways, top 20 list. We're gonna, I'm going to run through them real fast. Uh, right. So that can't be right. I, I think I typed in the wrong thing here. Let me double check. I oh, know that is right. Okay, wow. All right, so number 20, Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Wow. Okay. That, huh? That isn't that... Black Ops Three. Yeah, I'm like, okay, I'm like, well, maybe I typed in wrong. Maybe it was four. When did Call of Duty Black Ops Three come out? Black. That came out at least a few years ago. Because Black Ops Four was 2018. Oh my god, this is a weird fucking list, man. 2015. 2015, five years ago. How the hell is the third version of Black Ops selling more than the fourth? <laughs> there had to have been like some crazy sale or something, man. I can't. Huh. This is a bizarro world this, type of list I'm yeah, seeing here. This list is getting weirder. There's got to be... Oh, man. Really? Wow. Okay. All right. Well, we we're, we haven't got to 19 yet, and we're already stunned. <laughs> this is crazy. This might be the, the greatest list I've ever seen uh, from MPDs. Um, 19, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 18, Marvel's Spider-Man. 17, Need for Speed Heat. Oh, fucking Need for Speed Heat's back in there. <laughs> uh, 16, Star Need Wars Fall Order. Need Jedi Fall Order. I don't know why. What, okay, now we got Google. Okay. When did Need for Speed Heat come out? <laughs> Need for Speed Heat. I'm looking. Oh man, I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have some really weird fucking like Google search histories here going on. Oh my god. Release date. When that game come out? Oh, I guess it was last year. That was last year's. I was thinking that was like okay. a couple years ago. So okay, still weird. It's been a year. But uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is 16. It'll be uh-huh. the show. 20 is 15. Uh, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe is 14. Rainbow Six Siege uh-huh. is 13. Breath of the Wild, 12. Minecraft PS4 edition is 11. Uh, 10. What the fuck? Sword, Sword Art, Art Online. Alzacation Licorice? That sounds like some weird sex stuff. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> number 9, Smash Bros. Ultimate. 8, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, 7, Mar- uh, Mortal Kombat 11. 6, Ring Fit Adventures. Uh, 5, okay. Animal Crossing. 4, Last of Us Part 2. 3, Paper Mario Origami King. Two hmm. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2019 edition and number one, no real surprise, Ghost of Tsushima. So, what a list! Yeah, right. This this is crazy. Hell, you and I already talked about like uh, <laughs> the fact there's no GTA 5 on this list for the first for like the second time in like seven years. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty Black Ops 3 miraculously through either some sort of sale or something is on the very bottom of the NPD list. <laughs> what the fuck is Looking through this. Looking through this, we have a Sword Art Online game that obviously debuted sometime this year <laughs> because in any other type of list, if this was an old Sword Art Online game, that wouldn't make any fucking sense. So this had to have released sometime this year. Rainbow Six Siege, I can understand. Like, uh, Star Wars Fallen Order. Yes, I can understand. It's kind of weird to see Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Like going through and selling well, maybe that's an anticipation of a, like Valhalla. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you see these bottom of these lists here, like 
they had a big sale. So like yeah, you, you always see like the constants. There's always like eight or nine games. They're always constantly like the Mario Kart eight, the Smash Brothers, Minecraft, usually GTA. There's a, there's the same ones in there, but like yeah, like you, but there's always a couple that sneak in at the bottom because there's like there was a big sale. Um, huh? Yeah, I don't. But I think another big thing right here fuck? is like, dude, Paper Mario the Origami King sold better during the last month right here and it actually edged out the last of us part two yeah uh yeah. that's pretty interesting too it, i remember it came out the same day as ghost of Shishima. um yeah so um i'm just trying to so this was the best launch ever for a paper Mario game um wow by a long shot i believe uh yeah set a new launch month sales record for paper Mario title with physical month uh launch month dollar sales more than doubling those of thousand year door that's so, crazy. Yeah. So this is a hit. Yeah, uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. Like, who's to say what a hit is anymore? Especially on like, dude, um, I've heard good things about Origami King. Yeah, but I, I think the, what, what's a hit? I mean, I mean, I've heard good things, but I mean, like, you look at some of the what, the way some of these Nintendo games are selling on the Switch. It's like, what's what's what, what like we've seen like what three of them over twenty million. I think there's eight of them over ten million. Um, and you got like. Uh, Mario U Deluxe is like I think around eight million. Um, uh-huh. So I mean, I'm, I'm curious what the sale the sales level is for that thing. Um, well, but essentially, with any type of Switch game, anything that's like over the freaking twenty million mark, you know, is considered to be like almost god status for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm I'm looking up. Okay, so Swords Art Line Art Online uh, Alization Lycoris. Like yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. They debuted at number 10 on July's best-selling titles chart. It is the highest-ranked placement for a Sword Art Online title in history. Uh, okay. Sword Art Online Fatal Bullet placed its 14th best-selling title in its February 18th, uh, 2018 launch month. So I, that didn't really explain much. I just... Okay. Um, okay. What... I don't even know what that game is. I don't know what that game... I don't want to know what that game is. Probably an I, RPG. I feel like a game I shouldn't play around my girlfriend because she could probably get mad. Um, that's... <laughs> This is based I on that playing that anime again. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I played Catherine for like two hours the other day. <laughs> they do like a lot of She's updates. probably eyeballing you across the room. <laughs> oh, she was sleeping. But I was like, I was playing it. And I'm like, man, like they did like a lot of updates. They changed like the added start parts of the story, and they went uh-huh. really, really far in like the creepy like sex stuff. I'm like, I am uncomfortable with this Whoa. game. I don't like it. <laughs> it's not. I don't like this part. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> man, wow, what a, man, this is. Oh boy, what a list, man. This is this is a good list. Um, you know, I, I love you know Ghost of Shima being number one. That's awesome to hear. Uh, I think they said it was like their best ever launch for a for uh, sucker punch. Yeah, yeah well, best ever launch for a new IP uh, this generation. Uh, so that's awesome to hear because I mean we've had a lot of good um, new IPs this year, especially or this generation, uh, especially from uh, PlayStation. But um, I yeah, I'm stunned. You know, Paper Mario Origami King, I'm happy for them being number three. I do. I can't wait for the uh, next uh, quarter financial call for Nintendo because I like to see what I think what I think sold. I, I I'm curious what the other ones sold. Like the other, the other Paper Mario games, um, but yeah, that's that's cool to see. Uh, Last of Us Part Two, number four. I'm a little I'm a little stunned. It's there. I, I figured because it came out. I think what June 29th or something like that. It was like the last weekend. It was the last Friday of June. So I figured. Um, it would it would still be a little higher, but uh, I don't know. Maybe the it's just sold. I know, incredibly. right? For how much is being praised by the gaming media and stuff, you thought that the game would be like a close at least. 
at least number two. Yeah. At most. I mean, I I know that the uh, MPDs for July started on July seventh um, this month uh, for that month. So maybe it did. I guess have a full week on June MPDs. So maybe it just sold. I mean, I know it sold incredibly well that opening weekend, and I don't know who knows. But I, I'm, I'm curious to see where Origami King lands. Uh, Animal Crossing, still killing it. Uh, number yep. five. Uh, Ring Fit Adventures, number six still. Um, Happy to say game is still in stock. It sold over 4 million copies. But you got to imagine, that thing would probably be 7, 8 million if they were able to keep a thing in stock. Um, <laughs> True. Yeah. I don't know, but man, what a, what a crazy fucking month, man. Crazy. Wow. I mean, I don't know what's more exciting. What's on the list with like Need for Speed Heat? Call of Duty Black Ops 3, uh, Sword Art Online, or what's not on the list in GTA 5. Like, how did... I want... I mean, I gotta think that the... the giving away for free on PS4 and giving away free... All that extra... All that, the free money every every month has something to do with that. Because they did that in June, mid-June. It was on June's APD list. And, I mean, July is the first month it's not on. And that's... it's You know, that's the second month they started to... They get... Well, they gave away all way free in June, so... Yeah, that's that's gotta be the reason. But I mean, you look at wow, what a crazy month, man! Wow. Yeah, it is. I, sometimes these months are like, I don't. Know, you look at like the months where there's not a lot going on. I mean, I know like we've had some months like that lately, uh, with everything being delayed and everything going on. But it's like we had some good games, obviously lately with like Last of Us, Ghost, and uh, Paper Mario. But like some of these ones where it's just like it's not like, like I said, there's not like it, it's top heavy okay like the top five makes sense you know, animal crossing last of us paper mario call of duty ghost shima okay we can see that coming but it's just like I, I sometimes more fun is like what's in that second half of that list like what like what's the bottom the second half of the top 10 what's the what's 11 through 20 like sometimes those are like the most interesting like what sneaks in and what makes it in um but yeah wow what a that was definitely the most fun mpd uh, i think we've ever we've ever had for sure <laughs> that's true yeah Wow. All right. Well, cool. Whew. That was wow. I still stunned by the GTA five thing, but, um, yeah. wow. Right. Anyways, uh, I think Gables, that will wrap it up for this, us this week. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us or find us elsewhere, we are on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Ghana, we're on all kinds of weird shit. Now, Google, uh, podcast, fucking, uh, everything we're well, pretty much everything now. I, anything I can put us on, I found I put us on uh, in the last couple months, especially. So we've had a lot of new listeners. So thank you guys for listening. Um, but check us out in all those other places: our Facebook, our, our our Twitter, and our Twitch, especially. Please uh, and YouTube. Um, really appreciate that and Spotify. Uh, you know, give us big follows, uh, subscribe, five stars, likes, thumbs up, whatever you can do to help us. We really would appreciate it. Um, but I was your host. I was Tyler. I have been Colonel Gables. Till next time, I hope you have yourselves a good week. But most importantly than all that, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, Gables. Yep. Too sweet. Too sweet, huh? Bye, guys. See ya. <laughs>